This is an ABC podcast. It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowanna and Sabrina here on ABC Radio Perth and WA. That little five-minute news break went awfully quickly, didn't it? It always does, you know, because we like to chew the fat a little bit before yes. we go on air so we can say, you know, what have you done during the week? Which I generally answer, not much. No. <laughs> and you answer, been in the garden for, you know, 741 hours. hours. I've done this, I've planted that, yep. I've changed this, yep. I've ripped that out. I have too. I've done all of that and okay. more. In fact, I've left my sister flogging her ass off. Flogging her, her backside, backside off. off in uh, my garden as we as I sit here relaxed. Didn't you do that last weekend too? Yep. Yep. It's a pretty good deal, isn't it? I'm sure there's um, <laughs> legislation about <laughs> slaves and... I bought her a plant. Modern slavery, yeah. Yesterday. I think it was about six bucks. No, um, I'm not sure that's minimum wage. <laughs> Well, you know, she's 70 and as I've said to her, it's very important to keep your physical Oh, so you're doing activity. it in her best interest. Of course I am, Oh, Rose. that's all right then. Yeah, absolutely. I thought you were doing it for the sake of your garden and you not having to do it yourself. But no, no. You're looking out for your sister. You're a oh, good no. sister. Aren't I marvellous? <laughs> How was your trip to Albany? Ah, oh, well, there's a story there, Ro. Is there? <laughs> Never a story with you. <laughs> well, apparently uh, I wasn't going to Albany at all. I, I should mention Sabrina was scooting out of the studio if you weren't with us last week mm. to get home and get packed and get down to Albany. Yeah. Well, apparently it wasn't going to Albany. I discovered that from Jess on the way down because I said, you know. On the way down to Albany? On the way down to Albany. I was going, I was driving to Albany and she said, you know, we're not going to Albany. And I said, well, no, <laughs> clearly. I said, where are we going? She said, we're going to Borden. And then I said, where the hell the is, is Borden? And because uh, I'd never been there before. But it's really interesting because it's the, like, Borden is amazing. It's a tiny, it's a small community, but a great awesome community and that's where I was doing my talk uh, which is just as well I found that out Um, but it's like the gateway to the Stirling Ranges to Albany to the Fitzgerald um, to the Ups. so it's right there and I have to tell you that there's not a lot of places to go to at night time like flash restaurants Um, they have the pub and I can honestly say I had the best steak I have ever had Whoa. in my entire life. You've been alive a long time. I've been alive for You've many, many steak. years and I've eaten a lot of dead cows, steers or whatever they are. Whatever. Um, amazing. Wow. Because one, really one of the ladies said, order the steak. It's seriously the best you'll ever have. And I thought, yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, and it was. I'm but it's such a great community. They have awesome Airbnbs. They're all mm. over the shop. So if you want a real taste of country and you want to go to the Prongrups or you want to go to the Stirlings or you want to go to Albany or you want to go to the Fitz- Fitzgerald River National Park, you want to go anywhere, stay at Borden, go to the pub, for God's sake, order a steak unless you're <laughs> vegetarian. Yes. Um, yeah, well, I like to pride myself on my knowledge of regional WA, but when you said you went to Borden, I was like, yeah. where? What, yeah. what do you mean? Um, exactly. Important question, though. Yes. Did you stop and see the roses at Williams? Yes, I most certainly did, and okay. they are looking unbelievable, like just full bloom, the yes. whole main street. Stunning. Excellent. All right, if you want to join us for a chat, we've been chatting on our own for far too long. Yeah. 1300 222 You can also send through a question on 0437 922 In fact, Sav, I'm just going to start there because we've been looking right. at this fiddled leaf fig yeah. that Kathy has sent in. Yeah. It's not looking too well, Kathy well, concedes. Kathy, it's on the droop, shall I say. Um, now, it's in the pot is way too small for it. So it's it's almost summer row. The sun shone. It feels shone like it out there this morning. Three days in a row now. Oh, so How nice. exciting. Um, but for, if you're a fiddly fig that's all sad and droopy, that's great because what you're going to do is you're going to take that fiddly fig outside and you're going to take 50% off it. 
Then you're going to pull it out of the pot and you're going to repot it in a pot twice that size. You're going to hose it down with the with water to get all the dust off the leaves. Put it in dappled light. Give it some fertilizer and it'll just it'll take come off. back to life. Yeah. There you go, Kathy. Good luck with that one. I mm. hope that you can bring it back to life. It was inherited. We appreciate you might not have caused the damage or no. chosen the pot. No. But there's no. some advice for you to bring it back to life. First of our callers this morning, Graham's called in from Gwellup. Good morning, Graham. Oh, good morning, all there, and morning, Sabrina. Good morning. Um, my pesky uh, dwarf peach tree flowered so well, and it also fruited, but then they all shriveled up and died, <gasps> and they've fallen off. Oh, and I wondered no. what I've done wrong and what I should do next time. Oh, no, Graham. Yeah, well, do you know, yeah. it's interesting because gardeners always blame themselves. Like Ro does when her roses aren't as floriferous as they should be. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not the gardener, Graham. It can be the actual plant and it can be the weather of which you have no control on whatsoever. No, no, no. So now there's a couple of things you need for fruit to maintain from flowering to fruiting to maturity. So Mm -hmm. um, potassium is very important. You can get liquid potassium. You can also get a foliar trace element spray, which really helps. After flowering, right. you, you apply that to the, the plant. Um, mm-hmm. Now, we had that really bad storm. We had hail and I lost all of my nectarines overnight. So, oh, right. So mm. weather patterns, severe changes in weather can cause um, fruitful. Right. I wondered, I put uh, some of the liquid fertiliser over it several times. I wonder if I was too keen on that, but... um, Well, when you say several times, how like how often... Oh, once a week. Oh, no, that's not going to... That won't cause that. No, no. No, no. Okay. No. All right. Just, I think more... I'll try and, yeah, check the fertiliser on it next year. Yeah, yeah, go the foliar spray, yep. Good on you, Graham. Thanks for giving us a call this morning. We're going to go straight to Debbie, who's called in from East Vic Park. Hi, Debbie. Hello, good morning, Sabrina and Ray. Hello, Hi. Debbie. What are you doing in the garden this beautiful weekend? Well, I am playing in the garden, but I've sent through a photo. I was given two frangipani cuttings last year. Right. After laying them out on the ground for ages, yep. them up. One's starting to sprout beautifully, but the other one is doing nothing. It doesn't... Mm. Uh, now, are they the? Do you know if they're the same frangipani or are they two different frangipanis? I think they may be the uh, the same. I think. Okay, so one the one that you sent the picture, the one on the right with the two fingers up, uh, the <laughs> yep. peace sign, uh, <laughs> is looking good. The other one has a fungal disease and it's pretty well buggered. I'd rip it out. All right, done. Yeah. <laughs> Simple don't, as that. Don't muck around with it. All done. Thank yep. you very much. Okay, Debbie. Short and sweet to yeah, the point. Debbie right. knew what she needed to do. Yeah, no mucking around there, Ro. You, there's, there's, spend your time doing other things. Hi, ladies. Heartily endorse Sab's endorsement of Borden. Spent two nights of last year's book club girls road trip there. Loved the Borden guest house. We had it to ourselves. Great base for the Bluff Knoll climb. Don't miss Broom Hill for the best collectibles. Yeah, I totally agree. Go to Borden. Come on now. Get on down. Sabrina Jane writes, my roses are infested with a bright metallic green bug about half the size of a housefly. They aren't greenly and I've never seen them before. They cluster in each open bloom and scoff the lot. I've squished (laughs) lots and lots of them, but there are um, too many zeros there for me to even know what that number is. Got bees, so I'm loathe to spray any nasties. What are they? How can I kill? What can I do to get rid of them? Can you help, Jane? Okay, Jane. And now, they're not a bug. They're actually a beetle. Bugs suck, beetles chew. And what those beetles are doing is they're just... Going the roses, uh, they probably they probably like you know they like the more exotic things to eat. Now, very tricky. Uh, most of the stuff that would kill a beetle is definitely going to kill a bee. 
What you can do is the blooms that are severely infested, you cut those buds off. I know you're sacrificing the flowers, but if you do that, you're going to break the life cycle. You can very, very early in the morning or late in the afternoon when the bees have gone, you can use a pyrethrum or a soap spray or a neem oil. If you do it late in the afternoon, then you're not going to um, affect the bees. But the problem is they're right inside the bud. So, And if you use a systemic insecticide, it will definitely kill the bees. So I would go for cutting those buds off, dropping them in a bucket of soapy water, um, and that will cut the the. They're so pretty, though. Mm. They're very. They look like a little blue bottomed blowfly, but with wings. <laughs> well, blowflies have wings, but like a pair of wings. Um, I think they're gorgeous. They did look very cute in that little photo you mm. showed me. Um, thank you, Jane. All the best with that. Just before we go back to the phones, we'll stay on the roses for a second. Kylie in Belmont wants to know, hi, Sabrina, I bought a brand new angel face rose recently. Mm-hmm. I planted it in the ground after I bought it. The tag on the pot said that it has intense fragrance, three out of four stars, but two flowers have bloomed since I bought it and both had hardly any fragrance. What have I done wrong? Should I wait for a while before I dig it out and bring it back to the nursery where I bought it from, is it normal not to have fragrance for a new rose bush? Yeah, absolutely. It's a baby. You've only just put it in the ground. Um, don't forget it's just coming out of winter. So definitely they do have a beautiful perfume. Do not dig it out. Give it a little bit of time. All right. Bit of patience, Kylie. Yes. Hopefully you get a nice, strong-smelling rose soon enough. Let's go back to the phone, 1300 720. Sue is in Bakers Hill. Hi, Sue. Oh, good morning, Sabrina and Rose. And my sister, Joanne, if she's listening. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello, Sue's sister, Joanne. <laughs> she's listening. I've got a problem with my Valencia fruit um, orange tree. I think it's about 40 or 50 years old, but this year... The fruit is so bitter. Um, mm. It's really juicy, really orange, but it's, it's bitter as buggery. Yeah, okay. So we, you know how when we get 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, sometimes we get bitter um, yes. and a little bit twisted. Um, so I think the age of your most, – most orchardists keep their oranges for about 35, 40 years. Um, it could be that it's reverting back. The other thing that does it is too much nitrogen. Okay. So if you've heavily fertilised it, that can be a cause. But I think it's more no, age. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. Oh, well, it can just live out its life in Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Just like an old horse. Leave it out there in the paddock, Sue. Oh, it is. It's right at the edge of the horse paddock. Oh, perfect. (laughs) meant to be. (laughs) Perfect. Good on you, Sue. Thanks, ladies. Bye. Thanks, Sue. Thanks for giving us a call. From Sue, we're going to go to Annabelle, who's in Menorah. Hi, Annabelle. Good morning, all. Um, I have a a gardenia bush, approximately 10 years old, Mm -hmm. and the leaves and shoots, uh, I pruned it earlier on, yeah. but the leaves and shoots are small and crinkled up. They're looking deprived, mm. turning yellow. Um, and I've tried uh, that Osmocote yeah. and other liquid fertilisers yeah. and a bag of chicken manure, yeah. but no improvement. Okay. So, Annabelle, it's been in a pot for 10 years. The... Look, gardenias have a mass root system and even after two to four years, you have to pull them out of the pot, you prune the top, you prune the root system, you repot them in fresh potting mix. So I think part of the problem is the root system takes up the entire mass of the pot so you don't have much soil, you haven't got enough nutrient getting to the root system. It's not an easy job, Annabelle. You need to gird your loins for that. I like to gird mine with liquids um, and just, yeah, pull them out of the pot, prune the root system, repot in fresh potting mix. Good luck, Annabelle, and thanks for giving us a call this morning on Roots and Shoots. Sabrina Hahn. Yes. 
What kind of explicit content do you write when you sign people's books? Oh, what have I... (laughs) God, God knows. Mm. It could be anything. Am I in trouble, Rose? I don't know. I'm just nervous oh. about whether I read this text or not. <laughs> oh, Sabrina, thank you for my signed book from the Wild Catchem Long Table Lunch. <laughs> I think you know already then. I took the advice you wrote in the front page and my nuts appreciated it. <laughs> from Freddie in Mount Barker. Peanuts, uh, walnuts. Yeah, Freddie, Freddie, Freddie was great. Hmm. Um, now, you know, lo- you know what long table lunches do to me, mm-hmm. bro. You know, I get very excited and, you know, and I like to be profuse in all ways. Yeah. Um, so um, anyway, I'm so pleased that's worked for you, Freddie. <laughs> I'm pleased too, Freddie. Those macadamias must be going strong. That's lovely. Um, let's pull you back on track and go to Robert. Oh, no, don't tell me. we got. When, wasn't the book signing in Wild Catchem? Where was the book signing? Uh, yeah, I, I did that in Wild Catchem Uh-oh, as well. Uh-oh, we're heading oh, out to Wild Catchem now, to I, Robert. I don't, think yeah, Robert I don't think Robert bought a book. I don't think I saw I think you've no, got I a legitimate uh, garden question, haven't you, Robert? I have, Sabrina and Rose. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I've got a... Passion fruit vine, which is came from a nursery, it's grafted. It's called a black passion fruit. Yeah. But they're all over my yard now. There's little passion fruit vines popping up out of the ground. Yeah. So that's not the black passion fruit, my friend. That's no, the rootstock. The banana yes. passion fruit. Yes. So what do I do with it? Pull it out or what? Yep. Rip that out. That's the trouble with grafted passion fruit, Robert. Um, the 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 rootstock just suckers everywhere. Yeah, I'd rip right it out. It, I've got a Nelly Kelly. Leave the Nelly Kelly. Rip all the other yeah, stuff well, out. It's not growing at all. It's oh, yeah, yeah, but that's the what the banana passion fruit does. But Robert, it's been cold. Okay, so as soon as it warms up, the passion fruit. Um, it'll go, ah, oh, ripper, summertime, and off it'll go. Yeah, well, it's a nice creeper and it has flowers on it. Yep. But no, it's no fruit, so we'll just get rid of it, eh? Yep, rip it out. So what, what has it done? Is it just it's, come it's, up from the rootstock? Yeah, so the rootstock has overtaken the whole plant. So what's yeah, happened right. is the rootstock will become, that's what you're going to get, and the, the black passion fruit that you bought is slowly going to wither like a little flower in the corner of the dance floor. Yeah, because the leaves on the, on the creeper itself don't look like passion fruit. No, leaves, do that's rootstock. Rip it out, Robert. Okay. Hook in, okay. mate. Hook in. <laughs> no worries. Cheers. Thank you. Good on you, Robert. Thanks for giving us a call. Kimbo from Wongan Hills. Mm. Hello, Kimbo. Kimbo writes, hello, my favourite people. Absolutely love the show, you lovely people. Put a shine on the day. Now to business. Yes. I have a lemon, orange and mandarin tree that I purchased two years ago. It has not fruited yet as when I purchased they had fruit on. Right. Does having a piddle on them actually work? (laughs) If not, what is the magical way to make them fruit? Okay, well, now, uh, Kimbo, when you piddle on your plants, um, basically you're giving them nitrogen, not not a lot else. So by all means, carry on doing that, but uh, fertilise them properly with a mineralised fertiliser that's got more than just nitrogen in it. Mulch them really well, so get lupin pea, hay or straw mulch or sugar cane, whatever you can get hold of, around the base of those plants. What I would do is put a whole pile of sheep poo, then put the mulch, then put the fertiliser, then water it all in, not with your pea but with the hose. (laughs) Then you can pee on them that night. There you go, Kimbo. You should do it. Good luck with that. Uh, help, please. Kay from Coolan. I've been mm. texting for the last three weeks. Oopsie, mm. I think we're getting in trouble here. Whoops. To find out if I have left it too late to lift, divide and pot up my Elstria Mirias, yeah, Princess Lilies, yes, for Christmas presents. They are now flowering. I haven't been game to do it for fear of losing them all mm. until I get your professional advice. Okay, I'm so sorry we've ignored you for three weeks um, because it is too late to lift and divide them up. If you 
do it now. If you've got really, really big clumps and they're very uh, – oh, Christmas. Well, what are we now? Mid-November. Six weeks. Six mm. weeks maybe. Because what you'd have to do is – okay, you'd have to cut them – right back so you cut all the flowers off and you take 50% off dig them up divide them I don't know if they would reflower within that eight week period if we get nice warm weather they might look give it a crack it's either that or you Give they're it a go. Stay I mean, in the ground, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. I mean, they will definitely reflower, but I'm yeah. just and and they'll be fine to transplant. But I'm just wondering if they'll be in flower by Christmas, which is what Kay would want. Yeah, yeah, okay. You'd need to do it this weekend. All right, Kay. Good luck with that. Let us know how you go. Even though we ignored you for three weeks, I'm my so apologies sorry. for that. We do get absolutely flooded with text messages, and we try to get through as many as we can. Um, we're going to head back to the phones now, though. And Flora is down in Esperance. Hi, Flora. Oh, good morning, girls. Morning, Flora. What a beautiful name you have. Oh, thank you very much. It's after my grandmother. Oh. <laughs> uh, Sabrina, I'm ringing on behalf of a neighbour, yes. uh, a fiddlewood tree. Yeah. And um, several times he's had an infestation of what I, what we think is mealybug. Right. Blasted things, absolutely covers the tree, and it's sort of a little bit dark looking and all that sort of thing, but wow. they, it just annihilates it and I'm sure I've heard you given the method method for dealing with these little blighters before and like a fool I've never written it down yeah is it a is it the fiddly fig or is it the fiddle wood tree the fiddle wood tree oh my god they're they're huge they're enormous Oh, no, this one's been pruned back oh, regularly. It? I think, yeah, the one that I've got is quite huge. Yeah. But the one that uh, was on sort of on his verge, and that's been pruned back a bit. Oh, so, okay. All right, it's... He likes it. He's cut yeah. it down to the stump and left a couple of branches <laughs> because they like the tree. Yeah. And hoping that it'll shoot again. Yeah. Which oh, it will. will. Definitely, definitely. So all the fiddlewoods are now doing their leaf drop. You know, they sort of go yep. pink and then oh, they drop. So it's a good, it. yeah. So what he needs to do is he needs to go and get a pest oil, an eco oil or a natru- natural potassium soap spray. He's going to spray it until it drips off the tree, okay? And then in five days' time, he's going to get his high-pressure hose out and blast it. And then two weeks from after the first spray, he's going to spray it again with the oil or the soap spray. And then again, five days later, blast it again with the high-pressure hose. So you're doing two oil sprays. Or or potassium soap or pest oil. It's got no foliage on it at all now. Well, that's okay because you still have the the thing right back. (laughs) One's in trouble. (laughs) But... they, see, the thing is, you'll they still have the, the babies. Bark. Yeah, they'll be in the bark. Yeah. That's why you, you want to do it now before it gets too hot, Flora. So we do the spray and then, what, five days later, you yep. high-pressure it? High-pressure high hose, five days after this. two weeks, this. you redo the spray yep. and then a couple of days after that, you high-pressure again. That's the one. That's the one, Flora. Flora's all over well, it. Well, I'm, I'm sure he will be... Very happy when he sees some more leaves yeah, come on yeah, and, and doesn't get in more mealybugs. Yeah. <laughs> no, they seem to have killed one on the vacant yeah, block down the road. Yeah, they just absolutely yeah. deaded it. Big so breeders. Thank you for that. No Thanks worries, for calling, Flora. Flora. Um, B would like to know, Sab, yeah. I live in Beckenham, like to grow custard apple fruit tree in my backyard. What soil prep is required and is this self-pollinated? Uh, no, you will have to do the pollination yourself. You're going to have to be the little bee. Be the bee. Uh, custard apples are a little bit like uh, avocados in that they have the male and the female flowers all on the one plant, but they open up at different times. Most people... People that get custard apples have two custard apples. Um, You need lots of cow manure, lots of compost, some clay um, and lots of summer watering. Good luck, Bee, mm. being the bee. Bee the bee. Uh, Misty writes, hi, Ro and Sabrina. Love the show and recently been listening to podcasts for eight hours the last two days. Oh Love goodness. all the dirt too. Um, I'm in Adelaide Hills, South Australia. Why oh. has my standard rose gone crazy? Oh, we've got a South Australian listener. How we lovely. Do. Oh, oh. 
Oh, so what's happened is it's just put up these big, long flowering stems. The leaves look, I would say that that is definitely climatic and rainfall. So Adelaide's been in, um, they've had shocking drought, um, but they did get some rain this year. So that's the reason behind that. It's just taken up all that water and nutrients and gone, woohoo, <laughs> like that, as Does roses do. Misty need to do anything? No, just no. admire it, enjoy it and go, look at that. I did that. And keep listening to Roots and Shoots. Absolutely. We love, <laughs> our, we love our South Australian listeners. Yeah, thanks for listening, Misty, and even more so for sending us through a text this yeah. morning. On our way to Sab's Pick of the Week, we'll go to Norm, who's in Marmion. Good morning, Norm. Morning, ladies. How are you going? Yeah, well, champion, well. champion. Good, good. Um, Sabrina, I bought a, um, a uh, fruit fly killer from you when I was when you were at this oh, at yeah, yeah. garden show earlier this year, the big yellow one with yes. the clear top. With the lure, the lure yeah. in it, yep. Uh, yeah, it had like the sort of boiled lolly type red sweet thing. Yeah, that that's right. It. That's the lure, yep. Okay, do you need to add water to that? No, 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 no. They're a dry bait. So you put the lure in the little um, hoodang at the very top. At the top, yep. Yep, and then the fruit fly are attracted to the lure. They can't get out. They drop to the bottom. You just untwist the bottom part and shake out the dead fruit fly. But oh, you don't, you. Okay. You don't put water in it, Norm. Right. It's a dry, this- dry bait. Okay, and where can I get the placements when it runs out? You go to our website. There's oh, a okay. drastic okay. shortage at the moment, though, Norm. We've been waiting about, right. I don't know, two months now. Oh, okay. But okay. they are coming over. Um, well, hopefully this one will last me through the fruiting season. Well, they only last six weeks, Norm. Okay. Yep. All right. So, I, will, I will look at your website and okay. have a go with that. Cool bananas. Thank you, Thank Thanks, you Norm. Norm. We'll quickly slip Cameron into in Carnarvon, who's been waiting patiently. Hey, Cameron. Yes, good morning, Rowena, Sabrina. Morning, uh, Cameron. Great day. We listen to you guys. Sabrina, I've spoken to you and Rowie before yeah. regarding my passion fruit tree. Right. <laughs> um, now, I did uh, last year, you said it had been in three or four seasons. If it's not going to fruit, rip it out. Yep. No. I went down there with all intentions of ripping it out. Uh a few days ago, but it's just terribly green and bushy and it looks very much alive and healthy. Yeah. So <laughs> I came my way through the foliage and I found two passion fruits. Ah, oh, there you go. Oh. Now, my, my question is, is two going to lead to more uh, later <laughs> on down the track or is it going to be just a couple of uh, – and they're very healthy-looking fruit too, I might tell you. They're very healthy-looking yeah. fruit. Yeah. No, look, so I, I'd persist, Cameron. I'd persist. Now, you've got two fruits, so you're on a roll. Yeah, um, we are. <laughs> this time of the year, you know, yeah. the whole run of the passion fruit, that whole root run, yeah. I'd be hurling a bit of chicken poo on that. All right, I think. Okay. Well, I'll hurl that because that's about yep. the only thing I haven't hurled at it so far. <laughs> <laughs> Go to so, chicken uh, poo. Go to chicken right, poo, right. and hopefully your that. your two will become two hundred, Cameron. <laughs> Let's hope so. It's big enough to take all of that. There is two there. Well, thanks very much. Good Great on you, show. Cameron. Love your show. Thanks very thanks, much, Cameron. You Thank Bye. you. Appreciate you calling. Uh, we've had a text to trying to get through on the phone lines. We have actually had a full bank of calls for most of this morning. So yeah. if you are getting the engaged signal. That's why. Um, but we do need to give Sab a break and we do need to share with you some of her fine music. So It is that time again. It is Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick of the week. I know you're going to dig this. Here we go now. What do you got for us, Sab? We're going to head to the Gold Coast this week. Row. Okay. We've been in WA for a couple of weeks. I thought, oh, share the love. Time to get out. Yeah, go over east. Can't fly there, but we can listen to songs that are <laughs> made there. So, um, and, and you know, I like family groups. I like family family bands. Mm-hmm. This is a brother and a sister. 
Um, and uh, their little group is called Lastings. And their song is Deja Vu. Now, it's a funky get down, kind of move your hips to sort of affair. <laughs> and if you want to share your thoughts on it, 0437922720, here it is. Recollection. I've been here before, can't remember It's not right The situation Is it a glitch in time? Can't remember It's not right Forever. I don't care what our listeners think. I like that one. Wow, it's groovy, wasn't it? Yeah. I was um I was gardening to that yesterday. Mm. Getting down and getting up very slowly because my knees are not what they used to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a it's a, such an elegant sight watching me get off up off the ground because I have to do that kind of whale rolling oh, we'll on your that. side. <laughs> It's exhausting, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> We've got 20 oh, minutes to work out God, how you're going to get up again. It's ridiculous. Um, oh, texts are flooding in for the song. Oh. Sam from Jero, who's super hard to please. You did please him last week. I can't oh, even remember what the right. song was. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sabrina, a bit of a meh pick this week. You can do better. Okay. But Peyton Mandra says, love it, a real toe tapper. Yeah. Someone else says, grooving in the bathroom. Yeah, Someone else writes, right. love this song. Someone else said, possibly your best work out of the garden. Wowzers. So, there you go. Thank you. There's some compliments for you. Champion. We've got so many texts and so many calls that we're going to jump back in. Um, A few texts that we can um, speed through. Yes. Hello, asparagus patch full of cooch grass. Do I have to start again? No. Go and get yourself some Fusilade and spray the grass because asparagus actually isn't the grass. Um, And because it grows from a crown... Uh, you should be okay. Okay. Hello, RNS. Recently purchased a foot-high hybrid grevillea in small pot. Is it too hot this weekend to put it in the ground? Thanks, Absolutely Mary. not. Put it in this weekend. Perfect. Sabrina, I have to replace a fence, which means my two-year-old huge sunshine special passion fruit is going to need a severe prune. Will that be okay? And will yep. it still fruit later this summer? Thanks, yep. Heidi in Mossman Park. Yep, yep, and yep. Okay. Done, Heidi. Thank you. Uh oh, I hit the wrong button. Um, matter. Hi, Sabrina and Ro. Please help. We have a 50-year-old mulberry tree in Kalgoorlie. It's looking uh. ordinary and ragged. Is it too late to prune it this season? Will would like to know. Will, prune. Go ahead and prune. Go hard? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Caroline in Como, thanks for the brilliant show. Help, please. My blueberries look weird. Is this sunburn? They no. are green on the other side but no. have this shriveled up bit on the other side. So that shriveled up bit, unfortunately, is either a bacterial or fungal disease. So you will need to spray that with a Mancozeb spray. Okay. Uh, and one more. Help, Sabrina, please. My Albany woolly bush looks so sick, probably lack of water. Is it terminal? It's in a pot in Bustleton. Was to be our Christmas tree. Thanks from Jane. I'm not the garden guru, but I am a Christmas tree guru. And that one's not looking like it'd be. Even Tinsel won't save that, I don't think. Tell you what, Jane, if Santa Claus walks into your bathroom (laughs) and sees that, he's just going to walk straight back out and go, no presents for your family. That's that's the best you can do. That unfortunately has, that's gone. It is a no longer a Christmas tree. Won't even survive Christmas. Unfortunately, with Woolly Bush, Aidan Anthus, when they start looking half dead, they're actually fully dead <laughs> at the root system. So you've got time. For God's sake, go out to a nursery and buy yourself another woolly bush because okay. that ain't going to make it. Otherwise, might still have time to get down to one of the department stores and <laughs> get, a, get little, a fake Christmas a little, tree. A little plastic one. <gasps> hey, you've got a mate on the line. I do. One of my favouritest 
nicestest persons ever, Johnny Profumo, my little frog man. How are you, Johnny? I don't know what to say. I've I've seen you in leotards. (laughs) 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 And other things I might add, but we won't go into that. Yeah, and I've been in a wetsuit today. So Oh, you have. You're out fishing. So mm. what? what's yeah. my prize going to be? What am I getting soon? Ah, well, you, you know what it's like. It's Christmas. You're just talking about Christmas time. Remember, yes. the, yep. remember the saying? Yes. If you do not believe, you, do, you will That's not right. receive. That's right. You won't receive. I ah. always believe in your little goodies, though. <laughs> always. But Might I have to pull you two back on track? Yeah, we, we now, now the yeah. reason I <laughs> the reason I've rung you, Johnny, is because there's a thing called Frog ID Week coming up, and you've teamed up with well, the West Australian Museum. So tell us about it. Well, it's the Australian Museum. Oh, the, sorry. No, sorry. Mm. The, the big guns bringing out the, the big, big guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's and it's aimed at just getting a snapshot of frogs. In, in Australia at this time and place. So it runs from the um, runs from the 12th uh, right out to the 21st, so right through the next weekend. And it's, it's a bit of a funny one because in the West, our frogs, the peak of our frog season is mainly in winter because it, you know, coincides with the rainfall. So, mm. um, but there is some really good frogs that are coming along. Um, but getting back to... What it's about, it's about just, um, it's a citizen science project and for people to download the Frog ID app uh, and to basically get out and have, and, and, and take the Frog ID app and, 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 it'll, and it'll listen to the calls. Yep. It's the males that call yep. and they call for breeding reasons and they call for territorial reasons as well. Um, and so they've, when you when you put the app down, it actually picks up all the calls and then goes goes into a database and comes back to you with with all the feed with that kind of feedback. It identifies the frogs that you've um, been out and looked at. I wonder if I wonder if Red pick up yours, Johnny. Remember when we did we did a duo <laughs> talk together and you were the frog coming down from the hill. The moaning frog. Uh, yeah. yeah, the moaning frog. And <laughs> I was the girly frog down uh, just waiting for the boys to come down. Do you think they'd pick that up, Johnny? That, that's, is that the one where I had to have a cigarette after? <laughs> I don't even smoke. <laughs> God. That one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, back to the Frog ID app. Yeah. Um, so so, so you can record. Phone. So if you download the app and you have it on your phone, you yes. actually record the sound of the frog you're listening to, and yes. it, so it will give you an ID. It'll come back with all the identification of those frogs that were calling, and you know the the good thing about it is you can do it as an individual, but there is space there when you download the app to download it as a group. So it's a school group or. Oh. Scout group and something like that, um, and then they can turn that into a, a project for monitoring a particular wetland and assessing the health of the wetland based on the frogs that are present. Now, do you think that app would pick up? Because I'm just imagining people in going out at night time, because mm. a lot of people think that mole crickets are frogs. Do you, will it pick yes, up the yeah, difference yeah. between a mole cricket and a frog, or just say oh, that is not a frog? <laughs> yeah. It'll it'll come up with you know you've got a black cricket or a mole cricket. And oh, okay. Yeah. Come back to you. Yeah. Because that is that is that is like you're saying uh, that is probably one of the biggest, uh, commonest kind of misconceptions that they hear this this little critter calling. It's usually at sunset for only yeah. a couple of hours, and they go, oh, "I got frogs." And, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, no, no you got uh, mole crickets. <laughs> yeah, but the, it's uh, there's. There's about four or five frogs that are calling right now. There's a banjo frog, there's a motorbike frog, there's a slender tree frog. And and next weekend, because we're actually getting storms in the... These November-December storms are quite exciting because the, the turtle frog, which oh. is a unique, unique frog, I've come in with some before, and yep. that particular frog has no dependency on water and yep. it actually survives in the dry Bankshire woodlands, you know, up in Kings Park. And, yep. That that guy, he he calls at this stage. He calls at this time of the year, 
but they they when they um, when they call for their mate, they don't actually mate until April. So they oh. kind of um, oh, yeah that's yeah. A, that's a that's a long romance. That's lots of candles and wine <laughs> in that lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so yeah, there's an opportunity to see frogs or hear frogs. Um, that are very unique, very unusual to to the rest of the world. They're um, seen as quite, um, you, you know, a very unique kind of species yeah. and people come over and actually look at them and hear them. So I've downloaded the Frog ID app. It's very easy to do. Fantastic, um, yes. And so give us the dates again for that. The that... 12th to the 21st of November. 12th so to the 21st. Weekend. Yep. Beautiful, yeah, so, Johnny. Yeah, I'm look at in. The weather. I'm in. I've got my app. I'm ready to go. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. That's and, great. Um, yeah. Any anything? Fish, lobsters, <laughs> um, crabs. Oh, you know, we're just, just going to let Johnny go before just you putting it out there. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> You're a shocker. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is it? Twelve away from ten. This is Roots and Shoots with Rowanna and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Well, we've got a chock-a-block bank of callers, so let's start jumping through and make sure we get through them all before 10 o'clock this morning and we'll start with Liz, who's in Vic Park. Good morning, Liz. Yeah, hello. Hello, Liz. Hello, Sabrina. How are you? Good. Good. Um, look, we've got a mango tree we have been nurturing for five or six years. Yeah. We have had a couple of mangoes off of it. It's yeah. been very sweet and beautiful. But um, we it looked like it had a deficiency last year, so we put, I think it was magnesium, and boosted it up with lots of nitrogen and compost. Yeah. This year it got even sicker, oh. and the leaves just dried up and fell off. It's got a few green shoots left on it. Um, Our son-in-law gave us some fos acid and we injected it. Yep, yep. Because we think it's Phytophthora. Yeah. So if we can save it, we hope to. But we want to shift it because we think the situation it's in might have given it the wet feet. Is there something we should be treating the soil with or can we before we move it? No, because it's more in the root system. So the foss acid is really your best bet. You're going to have to prune it back again. I don't know if it's phytophthora. It could also be anthracnose. Um, I reckon moving it is probably going to be the death knell of it I don't know if it'll but it's I mean you're going to lose it anyway so so move it mm. yeah but lots of compost cow manure in the hole um, and just see how it goes good luck Liz let us know how you go and thanks for giving us a call this morning Jean has called from Osman Park good morning Jean oh hi hello Jean Can you, hi yes. um I've got a, a tallow tree which I've had in my garden for well over five years mm-hmm. and it, it would, it's deciduous so it yep. loses all its leaves. But, but the last couple of years, some of the branches don't get leaves on them again. Yeah. It's a thing with tallows. They're not coping with a warming climate, Jean. Oh. Yeah, um, uh, and I see it okay. all around the city. You're going to have okay. to get lots of compost clay and cow manure around the base of it. Give it a hard right. prune this winter. Wetting agent and water it really, really well. Okay, lovely. Okay. Thanks very much. Thanks. Well, like, should I cut the ones off? Should yeah, I cut the that, dead ones yeah, off? Yeah, yeah, cut the yeah, dead yeah. ones off, definitely. Okay, yeah. all right. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Straight Bye. to Greg in North Perth. Good morning, Greg. Yes, good morning, ladies. Yes, Greg. Hello. Yes, yes. look, I've got a eucalyptus nicolai. Yeah. Which is about 30 years old. Yeah. Huge thing, beautiful. Yeah. But I've noticed that a couple of the bottom branches have died off. And I'm just concerned that whether it's it's inherited the disease or something or it was the result of 
putting underground power in a couple of years ago. Ah, uh, yeah, root disturbance. Root disturbance is going to have an effect, and sometimes it can take up to a year for eukes to react. With the Nikolai, though, because Nikolai sort of grows straight up, quite often they'll just dump their lower branches, Greg. When, when I say dump, I mean they cut all nutrients off to them. Um, right. And then they just fall off. So that's something that Nikolai does. Uh, I wouldn't be too concerned about it, actually. If you've had root disturbance, maybe put some mulch around their wedding agent, give it a good old feed, get a... Well, um, have a big feed because it's about, must be 20 metres high. Yeah, I know, but even a, but a feed will actually uh, produce new, new shoots that will make new branches. All right. So what, what should I put down, did you say? So Sorry? just a, a, a native fertiliser right. for native plants, mulch. Right. And we'll put some compost down first, then mulch, then the fertiliser, then water it all in. But I wouldn't be too concerned. But if you do all that, that'll encourage new growth. Oh, good. good. Okay. Oh, sorry, just hit the wrong button there, Greg. Apologies. Um, on our way to Coral, who's in Bustleton. Good morning, Coral. Good morning. Morning, Coral. Morning, um, Sabrina. Um, now, just a question about black spot on roses. We're yeah. having terrible trouble with them. Oh. The, the bushes are only in, on the, in their second year. Yeah. And um, they look healthy otherwise, but... I've been. I've sprayed them with eco fungicide. Yep. Um, two or three times, and then that didn't seem to help. So I've tried sea salt, um, the black yeah. spot, rose and black spot one. Yeah. But they're still. I pull the the affected leaves off. Yep. And get rid of them and spray yep. them, but. It's, it's yeah, not it's just yeah. breaking out all the time. Yeah. Okay, Coral, there's a thing called triforine and that's specifically for black spot. So you can try uh, something that's got triforine in it. You can try also mancozeb. Um, and the other thing you can try is um, Condi's crystals. Uh, which you mix a quarter of a teaspoon in a litre of water. but So there's triforine, mancozeb, condies crystals. There you go, Coral. Uh, thank you for giving us a call this morning. Let's go to Brenda now, who's in Borragoon. Hi, Brenda. Hello. Hello, Brenda. Hello, Sabrina. I'm desperate. I have a 32-year-old wisteria. Wow. Flowers beautifully. Oh. I've sent photos. But, and it's an integral part. It's totally grown into my wooden pergola. Yes, they but do. <laughs> the, the lower trunks, of which there are several, hmm. have suddenly dried up. The outer bark comes crumbling off. <gasps> we can break off some of the lower oh. part. What's going on? Well, that may, that can also be an age thing because the bark, mm. um, yes. the bark ages as well. Now, how is the wisteria looking? Is it wilting? Is there dieback? Well, no, the, it, this year a few, few flowers came up and they died off. Okay. A few leaves have come up, they've died off. Oh. There's a few of the young shoots yeah. which look as if they've got new growth on them. Yeah. But I don't think there's anything getting through. Okay. So it sounds to me like you do have a fungal disease in the wisteria. So this, uh, at the end of spring, well, we've already gone past there. At the end of summer, it's not the usual time that you prune, but at the end of summer, I want you to prune your wisteria back really, really, really hard. And I mean really hard. (laughs) So back to about two to three metres, then you're going to spray. In fact, you could do that now. You need to spray the entire wisteria with fos acid and make sure you spray all the trunk where there's the, the bark peeling off. Hard, hard, hard prune at the end of this summer. There we go, Brenda. And respray with fos acid. 
All right. Good luck with that one. Um, hello from Queensland, dear ladies. I'm worried about my ponytail. Oh. It looks sad. It's two metres away from another. That is fantastic. Both plants are the same height this time last year. How can I improve the colour and growth of the sad one? Love your program from Gay in Brisbane. Oh, Gay, your uh, your ponytail there is uh, so it's wilting more than it should. Well, it's drooping more than it should, which I suspect is a fungal disease. So, what you know, what I do? It was pretty big. Mm. I'd pull it out of the ground and dry it right out. Now that's a severe thing to do, but I've done it with boabs. So that big bulbous bottom that it has, if you get rot in your bulbous bottom, mm-hmm. well, you get quite you get quite droopy as it is, Rose. <laughs> really? So um, pull it out and just leave it laying around for about five days. Then it's got you've got like three arms on that. Cut one of the arms off this year, one next year, and one the year after. That's it. Yep. Simple as that. Yep. All right, we've got time to go to Peter, who's in yelling up. Hi, Peter. Yeah, hi, girls. Hello, Peter. Um, yeah, hi, Sabrina. Look, about 18 months ago, you recommended a, a backyard tree mm-hmm. called a Eucalyptus Todtiana. Yes. And um, I just wondered if you have uh, seen a mature Todtiana. Lots, lots and lots and lots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I used to I used to have them um, north of Perth on a farm, and uh, they are the most impossible tree to climb uh, <laughs> when they mature. They, the, as a young as a young tree, they have a smooth bark. Yeah, and then mature. they get a rough bark. Yeah. Oh, look, and you would not be able to if if you want to keep the kids and grandkids out of that tree. That's the best one to plant because there is nothing like it that I know of. It, I think they call is, it the rough bark. Wouldn't they call it the rough bark? It's a coastal, um, yeah. Black butt, but yeah. it is, it is, it is fierce. And uh, I just, I was interested to hear you you recommending it because it it really is as a mature tree, uh, a nasty beast. But as a tree, lovely form, yeah. And everything you said about it is is uh, spot on. Yeah. It is an nice tree. I, I, yeah, I I probably didn't have in mind children climbing it. Although children are a bit soft these days, I find that. <laughs> But you're right. Back in my day. Back in my day. But you're right, Peter. It does have a very, very rough bark. Mm. Um, Sab, a clarification from Catherine. Mm. Oh, don't, um, can I spray the Condi's Crystal Mixture on edibles, presuming it is an yes. antifungal yeah, yeah, as well yeah. as a black spot killer? Definitely. No problem with you can eat the same day if you're using Condi's Crystals, which is p- potassium permanganate. All right, very quickly. Good morning, ladies. Can you please tell me what fertiliser we would need for our coconut palm? It's not looking too bad, but not growing very high. We're in Geraldton. Thank okay, you, you need show. you need the mineralised fertiliser with sixty over sixty minerals. It's been developed and made here in WA, but I can't give you a product name. There you go, Sab. Thank you for another great episode of Roots and Shoots. Thank you to Greg in Dongra for sending through, um, leaving a nice message on the phone. It is World Kindness Day. We appreciate it. Hope you enjoy the beautiful weather this weekend. Thanks for your company. It's 10 o'clock. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.